everyone. Welcome to Third Cultural Kid Virtual Online Forum, where our conversations of TCKs and faith comes together. This is a place for people to share their own stories and to learn from others. It's a place people can safely explore the effects, benefits, and purpose with cross-cultural upbringings. We also want to challenge TCKs and cross-cultural kids to think deeper about how their cross-cultural component of their lives ties into their faith. I am Jonathan. I am a MK. I spent half of my life in Nigeria, West Africa, and the other half of my life in the U.S. During my time in the U.S., my family adopted two kids from Ethiopia. I traveled all over the continent of Africa, and I married someone from Africa. So African America has very much been a part of my life. And this podcast is brought to you by Crew, a caring community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. One aspect we specifically wanted to focus on today within the third culture kid, cross-cultural kid spectrum that is often overlooked are those whose parents are from two different cultures or ethnicities. Though many multi-ethnic households may not have traveled cross-culturally, their houses and home life are often a blending of different cultures. Our panel will each share their stories of growing up as multi-ethnic cross-cultural kids. So first off, just as a general icebreaker, guys, Introduce yourself, say where you're from, what ethnicities you identify as, and like what ethnicities your parents are. We can just start with Alexis. Yeah, my name is Alexis Salazar. I am half white, half Hispanic. I'm from Austin, Texas. My dad's from Austin as well. He is full Hispanic. His grandparents are from Mexico. And my mom is from New York and her family is from Canada. And so she is full white. So that's how that makes me. <laughs> All right. Perfect. That's interesting. Canada and Mexico. You're from both halves of the. Yeah, it is very interesting. <laughs> it's an American sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just heard from KP. If you want to introduce yourself as well. Yeah, totally. My name is Kevin Patel. I go by KP. I'm definitely multi-ethnic. Last time I checked. My father was born and raised in the Philippines. My mom was born and raised in Portugal, and they both moved here to the United States. I was made and born in San Jose, California. I'm from San Jose, but that's kind of where my ethnic background is from. So mine's is East meets West. Alexis, yours was North meets South, right? right. <laughs> Very nice. And then last but certainly not least... Jamie. Yeah, um, I'll follow suit. My name is Jamie Perry. And my mom is originally from Taiwan. She came here when she was, I believe when she was 24. My dad is Caucasian and his family originates in Great Britain, but they've been here for many, many generations. So they're white as well. My parents met here in college and all the rest of my mom's family is back in Taiwan. She is the only one that lives here. All my dad's family does live here. Currently, I'm much more steeped in American culture <laughs> compared to if I was living in Taiwan. But like both Alex and Katie said, is what made me. <laughs> First question. Uh... What is your favorite thing about being multi-ethnic? And then what is probably your least favorite thing about being multi-ethnic in America? 
I feel like I kind of get the best of both worlds. I feel like I get to experience multiple cultures, right? So my dad's side is way different than my mom's side, but I still get to participate and benefit in their traditions, things that they do, just their culture, right? And then I get to do the same with my dad's family. They can be totally different. Sometimes they can be very similar. When I get to go to my Mexican grandma's house, the culture is just straight from Mexico. I just, I eat it up. And then similar to my mom's side as well. I would say the least for me personally, and I look 150% white. So I think for me being biracial, what frustrates me the most is that half of me is just, it's just kind of not seen. I have a twin brother. He took all the pigment in the womb. He is the Mexican (laughs) one and I am the white one. That's kind of like my proof that I'm biracial is my brother. But I think that's something that frustrates me is that it kind of is. My Mexican side is kind of overlooked a lot because of the color of my skin. It frustrates me, but only to a point where I'm like, I can't do anything about it. I'm super white. (laughs) Like, why would I expect them to think I'm anything different? So... Alexis, that's so funny. My kids are like that. I've got two kids, one's turning three and the other one's almost a year and a half. My son, who's a year and a half, he's so white, pale. He like barely scratches his face and he gets all pink and stuff and he's got blonde hair. And my daughter is very olivey. So she's more like me in tone, but my wife is white. And so you can't even tell that they're related. You can kind of tell by like the facial features. Right. Look, so, I, like, we have the same face. We're just completely different colors. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. My kids too. They're, he tans too. Like he almost gets purple. He gets so dark and I don't tan at all. Like oh, I didn't wow. even get that. I can't even tan. I just fry. That's so sad. Cause then now I, I got to remember you know, sunblock everywhere. I <laughs> I guess that's funny because at least for you, you were saying your least favorite thing almost always considered white. Like I feel my least favorite thing about being multi-ethnic is that I'm like racially and ethnically ambiguous. I feel like both sides of me get lost. I get people who walk up to me speaking to me in all like random languages and stuff. And some of them I understand because I come from a multi-linguistic background too. So I understand, but I wonder if all of us are going to agree that being multi-ethnic, the favorite thing is about, is like the food option. I mean, let's be real. Being half Filipino and half Portuguese, we have all the non-essential animal things that you're not supposed to eat that they process and make really good that you really shouldn't be eating probably for like your blood pressure and cholesterol. <laughs> Maybe that's the least favorite thing too. Maybe it's the fact that I'm probably going to have health problems when I'm older. I don't know. (laughs) But I do enjoy the multi-ethnicity thing to that regard because the food is on point. I mean, I thought American food isn't that great, but, you know, what do we have to stand for ourselves? Barbecue's I, right? But We got hamburgers. Right. Uh, I was going to say, I love barbecue. Oh, (laughs) dad's side. So good. Barbecue's great, but also in general, white people don't really season their food. Like they mostly use the salt. So like that 
lacks things too. I mean, y'all could at coming. least put some paprika, at least exactly some, like, garlic powder. Put some of yeah. that. That's not that hard. You just, just like that. Exactly. Yeah. You exactly. Imagine if they discovered sasson. Sasson. Come on, guys. <laughs> My white family sticks to garlic salt. <laughs> yep. So we got again best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what about you? Uh, yeah, for me, I would say, and it's actually kind of sad. I'm allergic to like hot peppers. I oh. love spicy food. It's oh. like a terrible travesty being Asian and being allergic to, to spicy. It's terrible. It's terrible. So my favorite thing about being multi-ethnic, I would say is like Alexis was saying, just having the ability to celebrate different things what you know all year round whether it's holidays or even like some birthday traditions are just different <laughs> hearing happy birthday in multiple languages <laughs> like you know i i love it i love the integration of different cultures and in my family especially my immediate family we really really appreciate and when it was open we would go to chinatown all the time and just loved kind of experiencing the other culture when we could the Asian culture specifically, because obviously we're here in America. But my least favorite thing, this was hard. I think that for me, I'm also ethnically ambiguous. And although it does sometimes annoy me when people, you know, will walk up to me speaking Spanish or Italian or something I don't speak at all. I don't mind as much because then it allows me an opportunity to talk to them about where I, my parents are from instead of like necessarily them just snap judgment of me based on that. So it does open a lot of conversations. They might start out a little insensitive, but usually it's cool and I can learn more about other people's cultures as they are seeking to know like, where's my family from? And I just don't look Asian or white or what am I? So uh, getting a little bit more serious, have you, do you sometimes feel like you have to choose one ethnicity over the other, or have you found that like times while growing up that you felt more affinity, I guess that's the right word, to one ethnicity over the other? And how has that affected where you are now? I definitely don't want to get political or anything, but I think because I am so white, I've never necessarily felt like I've had to choose one over the other. And I think that does come from my, just the color of my skin. People just assume that I'm white. I never get the question of what are you? So I've never felt like I had to choose. I didn't really even, it was just kind of a reality that I was half white, half Mexican, but I didn't really even explore what that necessarily meant until probably about three years ago. So kind of what I said before was I get to like pick and choose, which again is just a product of honestly the color of my skin. It's kind of the privilege that unfortunately that I, because I'm so white, I get to partake in. It's assumed that I'm white, like a hundred percent, unless stated otherwise, or unless I, unless I get a joke about something or um, can relate. It's for the most part, that's what is assumed if the conversation is allowed, I do like to talk about how I am half Mexican. Um, I think that I just, cause again, what I said before, I just don't like that to be overlooked, especially now before it wasn't really 
I didn't make a point to, to talk about it. And I'm not going to bring it up in a random conversation, obviously, but I still like to be able to talk about it and have conversations and kind of what Jamie was saying, like, just get to know somebody a little bit more and whether from and culture wise and things like that. I didn't grow up doing that, but I've definitely come to now that I'm exploring that side of who I am and what makes me me that that's something that I enjoy to do. What if it's different if, if like one of your parents is quote unquote white American versus like immigrant American? Because I oftentimes felt it was a battle between both ethnicities because they were both immigrant ethnicities, right? Like they didn't speak English in the household either side. Like if I went to my grandparents on my dad's side, it was like, you know, Tagalog and then their dialect that they spoke, a Filipino. And then if I went to my mom's side, it was all in Portuguese. I don't know if it's as if I had to choose one ethnicity over of the other as much as I felt maybe there was an easier connection because Portuguese culture is more Western. And so because of that, you know, as an American growing up, you know, multi-ethnic American growing up, it just was easier to relate to the Portuguese side than the Filipino side. I still have a lot of shame kind of connected to that too, because I speak Portuguese fluently, but I don't speak Filipino fluently. And that's, I still feel that deeply. Wow. I never got to really explore a lot of the, the culture of what it meant to be fully Filipino. Uh, but I think there was always like that wrestling, like, what does it look like? To... I also never felt Filipino enough for my Filipino family or my Filipino friends. And I also never felt Portuguese enough for my Portuguese family or my Portuguese friends. So I don't know if it's necessarily that I need to make a choice as much as it's just like it was hard to kind of code shift or like culture shift from one to the other because it was all the time and it was consistent. I was never American enough either. Right. Like I wonder, Alexis, you said you're like white. I wonder if like for you, because you can, it's white passing, you could quote unquote pass as American, whereas I couldn't white pass, you know? Yeah. And so I don't even know if I answered the question there. <laughs> no, uh, that, that was perfect. <laughs> Jamie? I feel like there are definitely times where I feel the sense where I'm connecting more with one side over the other side for whatever reason. It's the situation, it's the circumstance, something happens. It's interesting though, because I don't necessarily view it as like a bad thing to feel a connection more to my Taiwanese side sometimes versus Caucasian, because usually there's like a pretty good reason behind it. I'm spending time with my Taiwanese family and I'm trying to learn or talking to my parents. I will intentionally go talk to my mom about certain things that I don't talk to my dad about. Or, I mean, I'm sure that they talk to each other. And so it's not like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not like, don't tell him. Don't tell him. I'm wondering about this thing. I have this sense in my household. My parents were always really united about really important things. And when it came to culture, this is a blessing. This is like a good thing on top of the things we already are united on. And so I really sort of view it all as, as good. I guess the only thing I can say is there have been times, which is pretty regressive that this has happened, but on forums or online where I've had to pick one. And it's really hard for me to do that when you're 50-50, you know, it annoys me because I don't want to do that. Thank you. One thing that is unique to 
multi-ethnic TCKs as opposed to quote-unquote traditional TCKs, such as myself or someone who's grown up. I grew up in Nigeria. Someone who's fully American or fully one culture growing up in a different culture is, especially with you guys, since all of you guys are kind of like 50-50, you kind of have a parent that is one of those cultures. Have you guys felt that I know like growing up, my relationship with both my parents kind of was back and forth and depending on how I went. So have you guys felt that you connected your ethnic identity with your relationship to that specific parent or that specific side of the family or not so much? And if so, how? Growing up, I didn't really notice anything. Again, I was kind of just like blind to it all, unfortunately. But recently, I would say my grandma, my, my Mexican grandma, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but my dad is the whitest Mexican I've ever met in my entire life. And so I wouldn't say that I get that culture from him. Um, I love him so much. And, um, but my grandma, she raised my brother and I, she was our preschool. Now that I'm more aware, I would say that she influenced me early on before I even knew. Um, that's how I, we learned Spanish from her. Unfortunately, we forgot it, but I'm hopeful that it's still there. <laughs> and now my husband is, he's Native American and he's Mexican as well. And so I spend a lot of time with my in-laws and I would say that my husband's family has a big influence in that as well. I feel like I kind of get my grandma and the culture that she brought me up in and the things that I am just used to and comfortable with. It was an easy transition into my husband's family because that's exactly what it was. It's like, it was really sweet. I went into my parents, but definitely my Mexican grandma. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Maybe even the way in which I interacted with my parents, each individually, again, they're both from different cultures, kind of just even affect how I interact with society. It's kind of strange because we're in a really strange time with a lot of the civil unrest going on too. There's a lot of talk of like going back to understanding a lot of the underlying issues kind of going on. Like we're, you know, for example, like right now we're talking a lot about like slavery in the United States and we're talking a lot about Native American problems. I had to actually take time to reckon with the fact that, so my mother's Portuguese, like I'd mentioned, I had to reckon with the fact that the Portuguese, quote unquote, discovered the Philippines. It's going to be 500 years as of March, I think, next year. Ferdinand Magellan went and discovered the Philippines. And it was a bloody massacre is what it was. It, it wasn't like they waltzed up on some place that wasn't inhabited, like, you know, whatever. Not that those things are like lingering in the background. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like my dad told me this, or my mom told me this, but there are actual interactions that I've had with like my mother's side of the family that are a sense of pride in Portuguese culture that are actually antithetical part of pride to Filipino culture. This pride of Ferdinand Magellan was this discoverer and you know, the Philippines were the most colonialized nation in East Asia, you know? There's a sense in which both cultures are at war in me, and I'm this manifestation of this weird hodgepodge of cultures. I wouldn't say that necessarily it's the relationship with my parents as much as it's a relationship with the history that my parents have come from that influence really what my racial identity looks like, because I have to reckon with that. If you guys know, if you guys have heard of Mark Charles, he's 
pretty well known. He actually ran for president. Fun fact. He's half native and half Dutch. And he's a Christian. He actually talked about how he had to walk through a lot of these identity issues about what it means to be fully, you know, Dutch white and fully Native American. I can see that coming out in me too, in that regard. I'm curious to hear from you, Jamie. I wonder, because Filipino culture might be similar to Taiwanese culture. I'm curious to hear. Yeah, I'm not incredibly familiar with Filipino culture. I think this is an interesting question because it's asking about my relationship with my parents, which I feel like growing up, I never thought about where they're from impacting our relationship necessarily as this is just Mm -hmm. what my parents are like and this is what I'm like. And now as I'm an older individual, I'm not that old. I'm in my later twenties, but I'm just, you know, not be specific. (laughs) Yeah. I've been noticing more things that they've either taught me or uh, interestingly, I moved out of my parents' place like in the last couple of years and actually recognizing a lot of these things about my personality. It was very ambiguous. I didn't know necessarily who I was in certain ways because I was always feeling like I was kind of, okay, is it okay if I'm boisterous or do I need to be more reserved? Or how do I need to like respond in this situation, especially if my mom's here? I love my mom, y'all. My mom is great. She's a lot less emotional, or at least a lot less uh, expressive of her emotions than I am. And as a mom, she loves me. She'll be like, stop, you know, don't, what are you doing? Like, why are you, you're being too loud. Like, whatever, right? And I'm- Why are you yeah, hugging me? I know, I know. You're being loud. Don't, don't be so loud. We're in a public place. I'm like, mom, I'm happy. Let me be. Um, but you know, that's like a cultural difference. And I think when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to accept this and I'm going to obey. But now as an adult, I'm like, ah, I want to figure out who I am. And so in a way it has influenced me and is- even influencing me more now in kind of deciding the person that I want, which I mean, that it's fluid, you know, I'm sure I'll change in the next so many years, but who I want to be. And I appreciate so many things about my mom and so many things about my dad and things that they've taught me, but they're very, very different people because they've come from very, very different places. So yeah, for me, it's more kind of this push and pull of, you know, who am I because of what I grew up with, what they taught me, and then who I think I am becoming now and making that sort of deciding for myself, really, instead of being like, oh, this defines me or this defines me. Like, who am I now? Final question. How has growing up in a multi-ethnic household or your multi-ethnic identity affected your faith and your relationship with Christ? And how has you seen being able to use your multi-ethnic identity in your relationship with Christ and in the church? That second one is a doozy. I didn't grow up in faith. I got saved in 2015, my senior year of college. So I was kind of ignorant to it anyways. But it had no play on my faith because I didn't have one. A couple years after, I just kind of saw the intentionality behind God when, I mean, creating me. That sounds so, like, selfish. (laughs) 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 But uh, I guess, let me see if I could reword that. I saw his intentionality when creating people. (laughs) But specifically with me. As I started growing and exploring just who am I, what makes me me, 
what does it mean to be half Mexican, half white? And just the things that I got to grow up with and the things that I value in both of the cultures that I was raised in, I would say it just shows his intentionality. I think I knew in my head, yeah, God, he created us. It takes some skill to create human beings, but then it goes so much deeper than just human beings when you look at just what makes us us. That was a big thing for me. It just kind of changed my worship, I would say. Um, It didn't, I mean, yeah, it might have strengthened my faith, but it was just like a more of, wow, God is so, even just bigger and better than I could have even imagined at that point. So that's been something really sweet. How that would have played out in the church necessarily, just besides the fact that, okay, this kind of goes back to the whole selfish statement before, (laughs) is now I see the, his intentionality with others. It's like, oh my gosh. And again, I don't want to say that I did it before, but it wasn't something that I necessarily thought about. Now, when I see other people or even just like, just the unrest going on all over, while it breaks so many people's hearts, I'm thankful that it hurts me to see all this stuff happening because I know that the beauty that God had designed, you know what I'm saying? So it's a different kind of, it's different. And I'm thankful for that because otherwise I feel like I would just be missing out. That's like beautiful to even think that. How can there be this racial tension, this ethnic tension? Right. And my very existence is here. Clearly two people who might not even know God or even the real love of God can figure this out. Why is it the world can't kind of figure this out, right? That's hella beautiful, y'all. That was beautiful. (laughs) I like that. No, I no seriously. That was mind blowing right there. I think it's weird because so both of my parents were Catholic and I was baptized and brought up Catholic, but not confirmed or anything like that. And even the way in which Catholicism manifests itself in Filipino culture is a little bit different from the way that it does in Portuguese culture and vice versa. It's funny, Alexis, you say that because I feel like I've always felt that. Now it's kind of more concrete. Now I actually feel being multi-ethnic, it's weird. Like we actually have even more than just the way that God has created us. We have something that's like such a unique gift to show the world. Like, hey, if we exist why can't there be unity in the church? Why can't there be unity through political issues or whatever? I mean, let's expand on that, you know? Regarding like how it affects my faith, I know it's kind of shameful when you convert from Catholicism to another faith, the same way it is like in Islam or whatever, because it's like you're leaving something that's so traditional to who you are. The Catholicism is almost identical to your ethnicity, Mm -hmm. right? On one hand, because I was ethnically and religiously Catholic and Filipino Portuguese, that upbringing, it's kind of hard because like, I don't want to superimpose those expectations on my kids, right? So I would hope that my faith is strong enough. My kids grow up and again, everybody gets a choice to choose whether or not they follow Christ or not that I won't be disappointed in them or put the same type of burden on them the way my parents kind of had that burden on me. So maybe my faith is more 
cross-cultural, if you will, like willing, willing to accept the culture as it changes because I'm multi-ethnic versus not. I agree with both of you a hundred percent in my own experience. Yes. My parents came together and now I exist seeing them when I was growing up, be on the same page about a lot of things, especially when it comes to faith. They're really not necessarily on the same page about everything politically and in all spheres everywhere. And I think that it's <laughs> being able to see people that are so different, be united, but they don't have to be united about all the same things. And I think that that's sort of where we hit a wall in the church here in the United States is kind of this idea like, oh, if you go to a certain church or have a certain background or whatever, not even meet in the middle, but we can't meet and just talk to say we agree on certain things or certain issues or what's most central key to the gospel. And all that other stuff is kind of like, you know, you'll hear someone say something and you'll be like, oh. and even being multi-ethnic, like I have the same response sometimes when, and it's like this disunity is very easy and very pervasive. I really like what you guys were saying about how as like living proof that different people <laughs> can come together. And especially in my experience has been because they were on the same foundation of faith. Mm. It's like, they're still together. They still love each other and they're still living this example for me. And this is the type of person that I want to be, that how I want to be living in the church as a child of God, you know, how I relate to people and I'm really sort of, fight to be set apart, <laughs> to not be, whether it's like the world or even what has leaked into the church from the world of disunity and, but really be that example and show the world what a Christ follower looks like, that he brought people together from very different backgrounds and that were examples of that. And in his grace, I think, abounds in that. And that's kind of a really cool testimony that we can share with people. I need to be doing that more often. <laughs> mm -hmm. So speaking into that, the hope and just awesome that we can be united because we've seen it done. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. As expected, as a traditional MK, there was a lot of, or traditional TCK, there's a lot of things that could relate to you. And there's a lot of things that I learned as well. That was really awesome. If you guys liked what had to say please subscribe for more awesome episodes tck vof is available on all the podcast platforms or at least most of them definitely the main ones whichever one you're listening to it on right now it is available there if you are so inclined please also leave a review and tell us how great we are that also really helps with getting the podcast in front of other people and as always share us with people tell your aunt your uncle your mom your dad your sister your brother your second cousin twice removed, all that fun stuff. Let them all know about TCK VOF and everything amazing that was just said and what you just listened to. If you want to stay connected to us and ask a question or have a topic you would like to discuss in the future, you can click on the message button on Anchor and leave us a voice message. Thank you again for listening to TCK VOF, where our conversations of TCKs and faith come together. I hope you have a good rest of your week.